This is America's Healthcare Challenge with Sean McGuire. I just see a huge train wreck come down. On News Talk 1290. Join the conversation by calling 1-800-577-1290 or online at healthreformexplained.com. Once again, here's your host, Sean McGuire. Welcome back to the show. Got my head bobbing on that that song. Uh, our, our new producer got a great idea, which is if you're interested in any of the music on on, on these segments, uh, we'll be posting those in there. So thank you for that suggestion. We appreciate it. We are talking to uh, Stuart Sloan in this week, and we're talking specifically about Medicaid as it relates to the AHCA, what that all could mean uh, for all of us as uh, taxpayers, what could it mean for the folks that are on these programs uh, that need them. And last segment, we kind of debunked the myth of that uh, Medicaid is broken. Uh, but let's let's take a look at uh, one of my favorite uh, topics. I was a political science major, which was public opinion. I really enjoyed those t- types of things. Public reaction to the AHCA, Stuart. Uh, kind of interesting uh, to see how that's that's all going, and what what does that mean with with relation to the loss of a new entitlement source of healthcare funding? Hello, Stuart. Yes, yeah. can you hear okay. us? I can now. Yeah. Okay, great. All right, we're we're talking about public reaction AHCA, um, mm-hmm. kind of in, kind of interesting in that uh, people are almost just as fired up with their dislike for this than than they are for uh, their dislike for Obamacare. Yeah, yeah. The public reaction <clears throat> to the uh, to the House bill uh, showed their anger at the potential loss of an entitlement program. They saw it as a cutback in Medicaid funding, uh, which will affect them and 11 million people added through the ACA uh, to the Medicaid rules covering 74 million people. Uh, But they've gotten checks. They've gotten benefits. The House bill uh, potentially is taking away from something that already exists. The left fights intensely to protect government power once it's established. The public sees health care as something that the government ought to guarantee. Uh, This is how difficult it is to take away an entitlement program that's been in place for seven years. And that's where the anger is coming from, Sean. Yeah, it's really, really difficult to take away a a program that people are getting benefits. And I think we kind of predicted this several years ago Mm -hmm. as it was playing out, how, how, how that is probably one of the real reasons why it's so hard to, to repeal of yeah. the ACA in general, so that that that's a really really interesting, really interesting piece of the puzzle as we're as we're talking about about mm-hmm. all of these things. So, I, I've I noticed I, I guess this is I it's a little bit separate, but a, a story that caught my attention this week was how some insurance companies are starting to blame the GOP for the individual markets and that's just because i think it's it's so unpopular that they can almost just uh use it as a as the scapegoat for for the the problems that are really existing in that industry yeah but there are a lot more uh factors that are precipitating that reaction and <clears throat> i think uh as we look at this this next piece uh there's a perception of the have and have nots uh in in the reform battle bill uh, following the passage of of the uh, 
uh, of the House bill, the public reacted angrily to what they saw as a divided message on health care. They saw two distinct camps of insureds, uh, one who had previously been covered under Medicaid or who were added to Medicaid through the ACA, and two, a class of insureds uh, who were being relieved of their ACA tax burdens under the under the House bill. Uh, the violent reaction to this uh, was seen during the Easter break at town hall meetings across the country. The public is closely following the developments in this health care repeal and replacement process. They've not liked what they've seen thus far. And so the, the reaction here is, uh, as far as the individual mandate is concerned, uh, would, uh, people would no longer have to pay a penalty if they didn't carry insurance. But people who go uninsured for more than two months and then buy coverage would then be subject to a 30% price boost. Older Americans would pay more. New tax credits replace the ACA subsidies. People under 30 would be eligible for a credit of $2,000 a year. That increases on a sliding scale to 4000 uh, for those over 60. The size of a tax credit would grow with the size of a family and be capped at $14,000. Um, you know, all of these factors are moving along in terms of what the public is seeing. Uh, you know, they, they see a tax repeal from the ACA uh, taxes <clears throat> and big changes uh, in Medicaid, as, as we have been discussing, you know, this whole segment. Right. I, and I think uh, it's kind of like peeling back the onion for some people. Uh, really, uh, it's almost Very like... Dip- yeah. Very difficult for them to watch on, yeah. as I'm sure you agree. Let's talk about the importance of CBO, the Congressional Budget Office, in this whole equation. We had some news this week, was it Wednesday, that they uh, released their new cost estimate for the AHCA. Remember, yep. that gave a lot of ammunition to the opponents of the law last time. It caused them to actually pull it from the floor. This would have been a couple months ago. Now they uh, re- released their updated estimates. Interesting that uh, there wasn't a ton of change in um, in coverage. Still, people are potentially could lose access to coverage. Yeah, let's talk about the net results of that. <clears throat> the Congressional Budget Office uh, released their study uh, of this new uh, House bill. Uh, <clears throat> indicated it w- it would cover a million more people than the initial version, but that would still increase the number of people without insurance by 23 million within a, within a decade. Uh, the report said the bill would reduce the federal budget by cutting Medicaid by $834 billion and reducing subsidies for people who buy insurance on the individual exchanges uh, for a savings of $276 billion. Uh, The bill would reduce premiums for younger, healthier people and raise them for older, sicker people, uh, including those with pre-existing medical conditions, such as diabetes and cancer. Those uh, whose premiums fall might find themselves with fewer benefits, meaning that a person's total health care costs could end up uh, rising under the CBO estimate. Uh, The bill states... uh, uh, allow states to apply for waivers that would uh, allow them to opt out of of the rules under the current law. Uh, and that means specifically 
their ability to cut out what's called essential health benefits, including such things as maternity care, prescription drugs, and emergency room service. Uh, and as a result, people buying insurance on the individual marketplace in those states would experience substantial increases in what they spend on health care. Uh, so those who want to buy full coverage in those states uh, would face extremely high premiums. Uh, that's the net result, resulting in uh, a possibly 14 million more uninsured in 2018 and 23 uh, million more by 2026. These are massive numbers, Sean. Right. Gosh, that that, that is a big number. I, I, I don't think a lot of people are aware of uh, of all of those things. Let's talk about, what was it, the MacArthur Amendment? That was an important part of this as well. We should yep. probably report on, which is, I think he went through his own town hell meeting, as I like to call it. Uh, yes. But, and, but this person, uh, this member of Congress from New Jersey, uh, proposing an amendment, and, and it really kind of cost a lot and didn't really move the needle very much, did it? No, it didn't, but supposedly the uh, the holdouts, the real conservative holdouts, was enough to push the House bill over by four votes. Okay. All right. Cool. Well, let's take a time out because our next topic is going to be uh, important, which is the United States Senate, a completely different body than the U.S. House. Uh, we've got some comments on that as well. Uh, kind of totally different dynamic over there, and we'll tackle that when we come back. This is America's Healthcare Challenge. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. Hope you're having a wonderful weekend thus far. If you'd like to uh, check us out, there's several ways to get in touch with us. You can get in touch with us on our Facebook page. You can get in touch with us on our Twitter page at America's Canary. And you can get in touch with us by calling 1-800-577-1290. Pretty easy. If you've got a question, we're here. We'll be right back. <laughs> 